What's up, everybody? Uh, welcome to, back to the Heroes for Life podcast. This is episode two. Uh, we're going to be inviting in Sasha right now as we speak. I'm inviting him in. I'm not just sitting here staring at the screen this week, so that's obviously a plus. I also don't have zits on my face this week, so that is also also a plus. So we're just waiting on Sasha to get in here. What's up? What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Um, I'm not sure what we're going to talk about this week, but we will see. Probably basketball, I would imagine. Uh, probably some soccer. I mean, we had the start of the Champions League yesterday, or second round of 16 of the Champions League. That was pretty crazy. Let me see. How do I... Do I need to invite him again? Everybody, welcome in. It, does anybody that's in here so far have any questions? We can... Oh, there he is. Here we go. Joining in here. Uh, waiting for him connecting. There What's he is. Up? What's up? Yo. Back at it. Back at it. <laughs> Just grinding the live streams, dude. Honestly, bro. <laughs> Did we get any questions so far? Um, someone asked, "What are what are we buying?" Or well, said, "What are you buying?" So, what are we buying? Um, what are you buying? What have you been buying? Um, I have. So, I recently have been buying Luka Doncic rookie cards, but his status rookie card, which a lot of people haven't heard of, mm. it's like a lower tier end. Like status is like a lower tier end card in general. But yeah. I did notice that like his raws go for like 15 and his PSA 10s of that raw go for like 120 to 130, which I thought was mm. a really big margin. Interesting. So I bought a couple raws on eBay. Uh, I'm going to check them out and if they're good, I'll just send them in. So, nice. Um, I bought, uh, what else did I buy? Oh, the, that, uh, kill on the Bape Kaboom and a BGS 10. Nice. I got that. Uh, not in yet, but I paid like 500 and, I don't know, like $10 or something like that. It was a lot of money. Crazy, but, dude. But it was a BGS 10, and Kabooms are super tough grades in general. Yeah. So I was like, this is not going to come around that often. Um, so I just decided to snag it up. What What were the subgrades on the 10? Uh, I got everything was a 10, except it was, I think it was a 9.5 on edges, I believe. Mm. So you could, I bet you, I mean, I don't know. Would you, would you want to resub that with PSA or no? No, because BGS 10 is like, It'd be higher than a PSA 10, right? Most well, of the time? Yeah, yeah. BGS 10 is higher than a PSA 10. Mm. So right. That's why it I, has, cause it, so it was, it was, and it was three tens and one nine, nine five? Correct. Yeah. So it, got a, it didn't get a nine five. It got like the, the whole grade was a BGS 10. So that like usually is like double the price, like mm. relatively, than a PSA 10, which is crazy. Yeah. So I was like, dude, like, and again, kabooms are super tough grades in general. Oh, um, ka I, you know, I, I think you might have cut out when you ka kaboom, Luca. That's yeah. what he said. Oh, those cards no, are kaboom. nasty. Those cards the are kaboom so The kaboom Mbappe. Yeah, those cards are absolutely ridiculous. I, I, those were some of my favorite cards just because, like, as like a designer, I like seeing 
like crazy designs and like the illust like those are drawn so like those are like super crazy talented by those people yeah i'll see if i can uh, pull it up um but yeah that's what i've been buying and then what else have i been buying um just some random like single stuff to like flip really but uh that's pretty much it for this week i think yeah um, i'm going to a trade show on saturday so i'm kind of selling some stuff to get prepared for the show to that's dope go in as a buyer Nice. Um, I'm in a deal right now for a, a MJ Fleer rookie as well. Too. Ooh, crazy. Yeah, so that's a big one. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I just got – so this one just came in. Um, oh, there it is. Yeah, Futura Unique 2018 Mbappe 10. He's wearing his French uniform. The card is super fresh. It's so sick. So I don't know, like – and I got it for like 10 bucks too. So, like – You got I mean, that for that 10 bucks. I feel like – I feel like that was like a steal. Like the thing with SGC, they don't have their um, database up yet. So like they don't have like, like how PSA has their pop report. Uh, SGC doesn't have any of that yet. So like, I couldn't even see, like when I looked for this card, it, it hadn't sold on eBay in the past, however long eBay keeps track of that. So like that was something that came in. I also was buying the, uh, so I ended up buying those, the tops living cards that I was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So the Mbappe, and then I've also bought a Sancho as well. So like I bought, I think I bought two of the Mbappes for like I think they were like nine bucks a piece, but they're coming from Britain, so like they're gonna not be here for like a couple weeks. Uh, and then this, I bought four Sanchos. So me and uh, I was me and Tom were actually talking about this. He was the one that showed me the listing. I was like, oh, that's crazy. So and he actually bought the other the same seller was selling 16 of them and he sold four to me. And then he sold the other 12 to Tom. Damn. Yeah. So that was crazy. That's and then funny. also the only other, other pickup that I'm pretty excited about was so two, I picked up two Renna's, um, the guy from Dortmund, the U S player who made his debut. And so did you watch the Dortmund game this week? So the second, I was, second round of 16 started for the Champions I was, League. I saw Holland with freaking like, Bro, oh, no, dude, absolutely insane! Like, oh god, I can't. So, like, it's it's so disappointing. It's so disappointing he doesn't have any cards yet. Because, like, honestly, we we were like, I, I, did you see? So I posted. I was talking about him in December like, yeah, on, TikTok, on that podcast, yeah. and, and on TikTok too. You put like yeah. a, a TikTok out as well about it. Yeah, yeah, that was. I mean. I'm so pissed that he, he has the one card and I'm like pissed. I didn't pick it up. Like the one tops now card. Cause so he, he has like, so he, him and Mbappe are the only two teenagers to score 10 goals as a teenager in the champions league. Yeah. I like, it's tough. Cause I literally like Sancho, but like, it looks yeah. like Holland's going to be better. I mean, yo, that's, I mean, Sancho, I think he's going to be going somewhere this summer too. Like, I think yeah. he's probably going to go to, like, Chelsea or, like, there was rumors he was going to go to Man City, but I don't think he's going to go there anymore since they got banned from the Champions League. Uh, yeah. He could, I mean, I don't think he would go to Barcelona, just, but, like, if he's who he, like, I, I don't know where he is in terms of, like, money. So, like, I don't know if he cares, but, like, I mean, if Chelsea play, that would be crazy because then they got, like, Pulisic, then they got the Dortmund connection with, because Pul that's where Pulisic played before he went to Chelsea, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he – I honestly wanted PSG and, like, to take the dub on that, but – Yeah. Um, 
I think Mbappe did score though, right? Uh, he is he, Neymar scored. He had, but uh, he did oh, have, he he assisted on the goal. Okay. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm starting to become like a really big fan of Dortmund. Like, so I downloaded FIFA last week, and that's the team I've been using online. And Sancho and Holland. So also, this is funny. So people are furious at me on TikTok because I keep pronouncing. Halan, that's how I pronounce his name because that's just how it's pronounced. Like, I don't care. I'm just going to pronounce it that way. But yeah. people, like, are putting the pronunciation in the comments, like, every single time I post a, a video of him. It's hilarious. Come on now. You can't be you can't be. Hol it's Holland. Holland. I need to pronounce the D at the end. So, like, I even asked Tom. I was like, Tom, is, am I pronouncing this wrong? He's like, it doesn't matter. Like, people are just, like, people are going to comment that because they're, they're uh, trying to get, keep his name. Basically, dude, dude, let me tell you something, bro. Tom has the sickest, the sickest accent I've ever heard in my life, bro. I need to, so I'm lining up a bunch of like people to get on the podcast, and he's like yeah. one of them. Like, I, I'm just saying, like, I would, I would love to hear that man speak to for a solid quality ten minutes, bro. Because I like dope. Yeah, because I sent he sent me a voice message when I asked him about how to pronounce. Halan's last name and I was like it was I could not I totally was not expecting that to be what his voice sounded like for some reason yeah no it's it's freaking dope I wish I had a fucking English accent but so hilarious I don't know um also another guy um uh, Fati I don't know if I said his name right even Fati, that's yeah, a guy I like that I've well. been buying up as well Yo, Tom, so this, again, I'm bringing up Tom a lot on this podcast, but I just, I, I always send him soccer stuff. And then he's, so he bought uh, five Fatis for 25 euro, which is like 28 bucks or something. So he got them for like, uh, no way. Yeah, dude. He, he said he got like five for like whatever. So whatever 25 euro is, which I don't know what that is, but he was saying that he bought them from like an Italian dealer and the guy didn't speak English, and he had to, like, Google translate the, like, messages that he was sending back and forth. And when he told me that, I was like, that's the most – that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. Yeah. But that's, like – that's also cool because I feel like UK and, like, you know, Europe in general has more soccer product. Definitely. So that's actually, like, a big thing if people live in the UK. Like, they can get deals on soccer. Oh, I mean, for sure, especially because they don't have to pay – I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much the extra shipping is. Like, I don't think I'm paying that much extra shipping for those tops living cards, but I mean, I'm probably paying at least like five or six bucks compared to like two or three. But I think it's definitely more like for like, let's say like people who live in Europe, if they wanted to buy something from like the US, I think it, like shipping and all that's definitely more for them than if it was for us, like if we're trying to buy. From that's like, what, yeah, that's, that's what he was saying. Cause he was saying that it's harder to get basketball over there. Cause like there aren't a lot of, ex there aren't a lot of extra sellers. Yeah. That makes sense. That definitely so, uh, makes sense. B-ball hoops around the world said, is there a top now Juan card worthy or uh, worthy of buying uh, worth buying $15 raw on eBay. So he has like a couple, like, he has one from his Austrian team, like, because he, in his first card, his very first card is, like, an Austrian uh, top now card because he scored a hat trick in the group stage, which another fun fact about him is he actually is the first player to score for two different teams in the same season of the Champions League because uh, he played for, like, Slossberg, I think was the name of the team, before going to Dortmund. So, like, there's that card, and then he has some Dortmund cards, but, like, I don't 
like I was saying, um, I forget if we talked about this last week, but I was saying like, I don't know what is going to be like the card to get for him. Cause like, I don't like, I think a good example is like Felix Joao is a guy from Atletico and his tops Chrome card last year was like 15 bucks a piece. Um, oh, so, so I don't know. If, I don't know if like that's what Holan and Fati's cards are going to be, but I mean, if I don't know, I mean, I, well, I don't know if they're going to be in the six or seven dollar range or what the deal is going to be when they come well, out. Maybe, maybe it'll kind of be the same thing with like basketball when it first comes out. You know, the players' cards will be a little bit more expensive and it'll right seem to slow down a bit and die down yeah. to the point where you can start buying. Um, but I don't know, like. I mean, Sancho's was like what four to five bucks for his top scrum. Yeah, I bought five. I bought a pat a ten, a lot of ten over the summer for five bucks a piece. Yeah, and I think they're up to six or seven, but they're still like fairly cheap. It feels like. Yeah, yeah, I bought in at like I think like five, like right there. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it still seems pretty cheap, but if if Holland and all his stuff starts out at like fifteen, that would be pretty nuts. Yeah, that would be nuts, especially because it's Topps Chrome. I feel like there's a lot of it. There's going to be a lot of it. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I heard uh, – so had you – I was listening to you and Jake talk uh, on the last live stream. And so you were you saying that you were going to try and be buying higher, um, like, lower-numbered cards for better – with more value rather than, like, buying volume? Was that something you were saying? So I'm trying to, like – like how I'm saying I'm trying to – I'm buying – I'm thinking. Like, I'm in a discussion for an MJ card right now. Right. Like, I really, I'm really into, like, starting to get into a little bit more vintage basketball. Mm. And those are, you know, higher-end cards. So, I'm starting to sell off some of my, you know, lower-end cards in quantity. Yeah. Um, to chase after a couple of cards where I, I, I don't know, I just, I see the potential in. Yeah. Um, I mean, for soccer, definitely, I'm still going to buy up, like, singles and all that sort of stuff. But... Yeah, I'm definitely kind of fo shifting my focus a little bit more on some higher end stuff at this point. I mean, it might change like a, two weeks from now, a month from yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this is kind of where I'm at right now. Yeah, I mean, because that's what I was. So I was talking to Aaron from Slab Stocks about like, so he was buying a lot of soccer um, like over the summer, and he said that he just had like when he was putting together his stacks, he just had like a huge stacks of cards. He's like, I need to for the next year, for the next time he's buying soccer stuff, he's just going to be trying to buy like numbered cards rather than like volume which i don't know i i guess i would want to do that it's just sometimes it's tough because you don't know what the value of that stuff could be or what it is that's the only kind of thing that i might run into but at the same time it's like i don't know i feel i feel like there's got to be a lot of it like it's, it's I mean, it, like yeah i mean if you can handle the volume i think that's completely fine like i do i did volume with soccer like i don't mm. know I'm, I, I'm still alive you know uh, right i also but, think uh, with soccer that this volume is so you can buy so much of it for so cheap, and I think in the future, even the lower end soccer stuff is going to be worth like way more if you're getting yeah. right player. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. I mean, number like I I buy numbered stuff too. Like this, uh, this Mbappe. This is out of two fifty. His top yeah. stone. Yeah. I mean, this was like one hundred fifteen bucks, but it's numbered. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Just, like you're spending 115 bucks on that, you know, number to 250 instead of, you know, 15 bucks for his regular base tops, you know. Right, yeah, wrong. that makes so sense. Now you could buy up, I don't know, like five or six or seven of his 
you know, base tops chrome, or you can buy one of his purple out of two fifty. Just mm. your preference, you know. Yeah, I was uh so today I was putting together like some data. I was pulling um so in your opinion so I'll I'll tell you what these the thing was. So it was I was pulling five different prices of cards for Trey and Luca for PSA ten and raw. So I was pulling Prism, Optic, Donruss, uh, Hoops, and Select. And so yeah. I was saying that those are like basically the five, because I'm going to, I think for another podcast, I want to put together like a five main basketball cards, because I feel like I get that question a lot where like people will say, what should you buy? And it's like, I feel like there's such a wide variety of stuff that I almost want to come up with a way that I can be like, these are the five cards, like, just because they do scale too, which I thought was pretty interesting. But like, um, but what do you think? So like, out of those five, you think those are basically the five? Because like, for base rookies at least, because not like because there's national treasures and impeccable. But like, I'm talking about just regular base rookies. Yeah, definitely, those are the five. And the, so I talked a little bit earlier how I was going after um, the Luka Doncic status rookie cards. Yeah, my whole like my whole thing right now too is. Where I see the market going, like I see, like people think the market's like crazy right now. Like I think this is just like the the, the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, I totally um, agree. So like really, like in my head, like where I, I'm thinking, like yo, like even these low end like Luca rookie cards or whoever you think is good, they're gonna go crazy as well. It's just gonna be a matter of time on that. So I mean, like even like like select. If you really looked at select, it's underpriced. Like yeah, I told dude, I dude, I, that's it. That, that was that was the point of putting together all the data because I was trying to figure out like which cards are like worth it because like so select just came out for football and that's kind of like how I sparked the idea and I was like, uh, I, it just seems like because the thing the thing with select is that there's only a hundred players on in the product so like because there's the three different checklists within yeah. the main checklist and like because that's what I was like and the thing is like they're like the second card is printed less, but typically that second card and the first one are the same price. So like that, for me, that didn't make much sense that they were like similar in price, even though there was definitely less printed of the one. And even if there's the same in PSA, it's like there's, if you're sending stuff and you get graded, there's, there's never going to be more of the second card than the first card or yeah. other way around. Maybe I don't, I don't know, but that's because that's what I was thinking. Like select to me seems like a very reasonable card that seems underpriced. Yeah, like it. Everybody's focused on Prism now, which, like, again, they should be because that's where like the core money is at. But yeah. I think if you're really, if you're really looking at it from like a, a if you're if you're really going to be really smart about it, you can go buy a. You can like start looking at Select and Optic and Status, even like I'm doing, because the attention will shift to those cards as well, especially when the prism stuff gets out of price range. That's, you... Yeah. That was the other thing that I was thinking. Like once prism stuff gets too expensive, people are going to want to find a card that's cheaper. That's more affordable. Cause like for new casual collectors coming in, it's not realistic to say like, if you want a Luka Doncic rookie card, you're going to have to spend like, if it gets up to it, or I mean, I guess you could put Giannis in that kind of same category there. Uh, yeah. Like it's not realistic to say, you have to spend a thousand to get a Jonas rookie, or like three hundred or four hundred for Luca. But like, there's going to be other options that I think are very reasonable. Um, someone, someone actually asked a question about uh, Revolution. So, I, so I, um, 
don't know that much about Revolution. Uh, what do you like? I've seen it this year, but I haven't really looked into it that much. Yeah, I mean, it's again another like lower end tier thing. Right. Um, something to look at. I don't know the print runs or anything like that. Um, but again, another card to look at um, in the macro. Uh, again, I, yeah. I, I just don't know too much about it, though. It's Yeah, yeah. 100% is a cool product, though. Yeah, I like the, the design of the cards is like so like crazy and out there. That's like one thing that I noticed this year with like the like Jaws and the like Zions. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's really, I think, I don't know where the scale is going to go when it comes to like what people will look at for supply of a card and then compare it to the price. Like, I don't know. I don't, so I don't know how quickly someone's going to be able to look at that and say, well, this card's undervalued. Like if they're coming in as like an investor or a collector, I mean, collectors, I feel like don't care as much about price. Like they'll just trying to get whatever is market market value for the card. But yeah. uh, like for investors, at least it feels like they're, yeah, I don't know, maybe quicker to, or slower to pick up on what is undervalued, I guess, if you're newer, but I don't know. And that's why I really like, that's why I really like Kaboom because like, it just looks sick in general. And then it's a super tough grade as well. So like, which, it makes wait, it which more one? rare that way. Kaboom. The Kaboom. Oh, the Kaboom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, so because the Kaboom is like, that's the case hit, right? So like, that's yeah. like, like the, uh, like it's, it's an exclusive card only coming from certain cases. Yeah. So like, you, you just think about it this way, like the print runs on those aren't going to be like extremely high. If you think about no, it. definitely not. And then getting a high grade on that is like, again, super hard because yeah. it, it's like literally all, it's th it's a thicker card too, which the corners make it super tough. Right. That's another reason I went for the, like the BGS 10, because I was like, how many BGS 10s of this card is going to be out there? Like, probably not a lot. Uh, Car yeah, Carlin said also like downtown, because uh, that's another one that's kind of like the Kaboom that is like a crazy design. Like yeah, that's I mean that's I really like that one as well, the uh, the downtown. Which Sorry, product is which product is Kaboom from? Uh, it's from Select, uh, right? No. I don't I don't have an exact answer on that. Let me look. I don't know if you yeah, look I think that. It, it's. I mean, it's definitely not Prism because if it was Prism, we'd we'd see Zion and Jaw. Actually, there is Prism. There is Zion. It's a it's a Panini product, definitely, because I have a Ronaldo one here. Right. But someone said Crown Crown Royal, maybe. maybe. Absolute potentially. The thing is, like, I don't I don't break cards, so that's right. the thing. Not too familiar. Um. Yes. Yeah, so but if somebody said, knows, put it down. Put it in the comments. Somebody said crown or absolute potentially. What's that up? Feels, that feels right. Somebody yeah. said, "Yeah, Colin said it's crown, so crown royal." I guess. Um, that makes sense. <laughs> I think. Uh, did you? So did you see that? Uh, there's already pre-selling of cases on eBay for um, for National Treasures. I, did you put a TikTok did you put a TikTok out on that? Yeah, yesterday or the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah 10k I mean, 10k for a four box case which I don't know how many cards are coming in that but like 
like I feel like I think there's only like three cards in NT. Dude, I'm telling you, this gambling shit with cards is crazy, bro. Like, I mean, especially like that. Like, NT so is like either watch. you're getting it or you're not getting the value from it right away. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. It's fun to watch though. Like, definitely. Yeah, because that'll be. And I mean, it's the other crazy thing. It's like gambling in the sense that, like, with breakers and stuff too. Because like, you could buy into like I can't even imagine what uh, a Pelicans break is going to be in NT this year. It's going to be like it's got to be like in the. It's got to be basically worth the price of the box. Like, and I'm, you may not even get a card. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I was telling um, I was telling Jake this on my live earlier. So, do you know you know bullpen LA? So like yes. So they do breaks. So bullpen LA is like an hour and a half from where I live. That's dope. So I took my friend with me, like, and we checked out the place. Like it was a trade night. So he had a good time. I was showing him like where they do the live videos from and like kind of the sports card concept of boxes and everything. Yeah. And then uh I like he like followed him on Instagram and we would like I would show him the live and he literally got addicted to watching it. And then like one night literally like it was like 2 a.m. I like go on because I'm I want to watch you know I want to watch people break cards and see if they get any big hits and who do I see in there? It's my friend and he's literally like buying like like a fat box of like prison basketball oh like my God, like, he did, like multiples, bro. I was like, what the fuck is going on, bro? Oh, that's um, so funny. Let me tell you, he did not hit like anything, bro. Oh, it was terrible. So, so but it was so funny, bro. I hit him up, like, I text him, like, what are you doing? He's like, bro, I'm addicted. Yeah, yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, so one, one of my buddies from work joins my lives all the time. I don't know if he was in here last time, but, like, my buddy Jake, and I talk to him about cards, and he'll just, like, so, like, my desk is, like, there's a window thing, and his desk, I can see his desk, so he'll just, like, he'll be sitting at his desk, and he'll just turn his chair and, like, look at me, and then I'll, like, look up at him, and he'll ask me, like, a card question. And I'll answer, and then he'll just, like, go back to his, like, desk and go back to his work. It's so funny. That's funny as fuck. You're in Boston, right? Yeah. Like, outside yeah. of Boston. Like, uh, Watertown, which is, I mean, it's, like, 10 minutes from Boston, basically. For sure. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. But I think this, I mean, this year, I mean, I th well, not even this year. So, like, I think one thing that you were saying was about that the whole market in general was, like, uh that the market in general is going to be just going up. And like, so that's when, yeah. when people, sometimes people on like TikTok or like Instagram and people reach out and they'll be like, what cards should I buy? And I'm like, well, do you like basketball? Cause like you can basically buy anybody in the top 25 and it from, or even I would almost say 30. Cause like 30 is like the Kyle Lowry type of area, but like anybody in the top 25, if you buy them now, that's good. It's going to go up like it, almost a hundred percent guarantee. Like, I would almost say like one of the best buys you can get right now is like Curry because like his market, even though he was hurt, didn't really go up at all or didn't go down. But like when he comes back, there's no way out of any of the players that I, and Durant, I think is another one that's like that and clay too, but all of them basically like I'd say they're good buys. If you have the money, because like when they come back, we've seen the growth in all these other cards. Like there's no way that these cards don't get that same sort of growth. You're breaking up with me. Checking connectivity. We are back, everybody. Uh, I'm going to invite Sasha in here. Um, yeah, last time we jumped. I'll just have to make sure.
So it's coming back here. Hello? Uh, was that from my end or your end? I don't know. I, I was having some issues with my Wi-Fi earlier, so it could have been me. Because, uh, like, when right when uh, that was happening, I did check, and it said I was disconnected, so that was weird. Okay. But it, could, it, could, it definitely could have been me. Um, but so the thing that I was saying was um, that the, the you could buy – the anybody basically in the top 25 and the market for those players is going to go up. And then I was saying that I thought like a, like Curry Durant and Clay Thompson were like the three probably best buys right now, because we've seen such a huge growth in the market, but their cards have kind of stayed. And I would say even hard in, in similar sense, but like those other three, because they're injured, like we've seen like them stay kind of static a little bit. And then, the other cards have grown pretty significantly. So I think those will be good, good buys for if you're like looking for basketball, but anybody in the top 25, what do you think of that? I definitely think Kevin Durant is like a solid buy right now. Like if you buy him right now, you will definitely be able to make a nice profit. Even before he plays, like right before the season, you can sell him and make a nice profit. Definitely. I think, um, I think with the Warriors situation, it's, gonna be honestly it's gonna be interesting to see how they come back um i was talking to some guys and like they're saying oh curry's best years are behind him but even so like with his card prices and like i think his set is only out of like it's it's limited right it is yeah so like it was his year in 09 was him harden and blake griffin yeah yeah so i mean i yeah i, I Honestly, Harden is a good buy, too. I, I had a Harden card. I actually sold it. But, um, yeah, I think I think Curry is definitely a good buy. Again, all those top 25 guys, especially with the amount of people are coming in, uh, the demand will go up on all those sorts of cards. Yeah. Do you think that um, with those cards specifically that there might be so I, and this is something that I just thought of, and I want to see what you think about it. And, and I don't know if I fully think this is correct, but, like, so the, they're already kind of in the, like, four to five to $600 range. Do you think that could make their market a little bit harder for, like, casual people who are coming in? Or do you think there's going to be more, um, like, who do you think would be buying those cards if they're, like, a new collector? Like, It will be the same people who are buying you know, LeBron tops Chrome cards. Right. So I think we what we've seen is people are not, people aren't as afraid to spend, you know, $4,000 on one card because we've seen it. So I think it really depends on what they think of the player. Um, I guess, yeah, like, I guess that, that's a good point. Um, like, I, I, I guess I agree and disagree with the point. Like, again, like, you know, a 13-year-old kid isn't going to spend, you know, right. that much money on a card. But also, with what we've seen in the last, like, couple months, people are willing to pay a lot of money for certain cards. Yeah. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, we're, we're, I don't even think we've seen the start of it. Like, National Treasures is going to be absolutely bananas. Like for Zion yeah. card, everything. Um, so Jake, who is '90s b-ball card, said, "Are new collectors dropping 4K on a card?" So I think that's kind of 
that's sort of what we were that's sort of the question that i have like are like no, new collectors like, are they going to come in and want to yeah well because i mean 100 and that's this I'm is kind of the thing you. with like the money thing that i've been thinking about like the yeah. money isn't it isn't being um i think i forget if i had this on it said this on a podcast or not but like the money isn't it's not moving around. Like you're not seeing one player go up super significantly, one player go down super significantly. Like you're seeing basically just every player is going up and every player is selling at like the highest they've ever sold. Like I'm telling you, like with what I've seen, especially on StockX, like people are will come in like not buying a card and they'll buy a LeBron James Topps Chrome for 4K. Like it yeah. just, it's it's. Maybe not a lot of people are seeing it yet, but it's coming to that point. Um, especially with like the economy is good right now. Like people are willing to spend a little bit extra money here and there. Right. Yeah. A big reason too. Yeah, yeah. You know, people, you know, some people mid age, you know, mid forties, they want to come back and buy the card that they wish they bought when they were like fifteen. I don't know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I mean that makes sense. Like And then there's the majority of people who are looking at it from like an investment standpoint and they think, you know, spending that much amount of money now is will pay off as an investment in a couple of years. So yeah, I, I definitely think, I mean, depending on the age of the collector, but definitely new collectors are willing to spend a good amount of money on certain cards. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's like, like I said, like there hasn't been any huge shifts in it's more or less been like an upward trajectory rather than like an up and then a down for players, which is kind of, I mean, I guess that's good if you're buying or if you're selling, that's obviously great. Um, if you're buying, maybe not so good, but even yeah. still. Yeah, I mean, again, I think this is like the, what we've seen the last like six months or so is like the early, the early beginnings of what's to come. Um, like I, you, I, you can imagine how many literally sneakerheads DM me per day. Like it's crazy. Yeah. And then, just trying to learn, yeah. the joint Discord stuff like that. Like exactly, there it's going to change the game, especially when there's like the majority becomes like guys who are into sneakers and stuff. And another thing that it, I think people don't understand yet is like it's going to be cool to like own a Luka Doncic base PSA ten. Like it's going to be cool to own like a LeBron rookie. Like it's like it's gonna be the thing to have. Like it's gonna, it's just it's gonna be embedded in culture. Definitely. Um, Carlin had a question about the Discord. So um, Sasha has a Discord group. Is it still link in your bio? Right? Is it still there? Yeah. 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 So if you Link's go to the bio. link in Sasha's bio, um, you can join that there. And then there's like we literally just have like uh, it's called a server, right? or whatever yeah. it's called. There's yeah. really just like different servers for every single sport, which is, I mean, that's, I've learned a lot from soccer, like met tons of new people. Like definitely if you're interested in any type of sports card stuff and you want to learn anything new, like I definitely suggest going to that. Cause I, I'm pretty active in there. Sasha's active in there. And then there's a bunch of other people who like specialize in certain sports that have a lot more knowledge on an individual sport, which I think has definitely helped as well. Yeah, 100%. It's super dope, especially if you're, like, new and you're trying to learn. Just, like, getting yeah. into certain, the certain Discord that you're interested in and just, like, just comprehending the information and asking questions. Definitely. Um, you'll get a lot out of it. For sure. Yeah.
Yeah. What? So, um, shoot, I don't even remember. What, what were we saying before that? Um, we were talking about um, basically where the hobby's going and if people are willing to spend like high amounts of money on certain cards. Right. Yeah, um, I don't. I, I, had, I had. I had. I had. I should have. I always. I, I sometimes will do this. Like I'll think of something and then I'll forget to say it, and then like. And then there's, and then it's just literally just like, it's gone. It's like someone just like, like took a piece of paper and wrote something and then just like threw it out the window or something. Cause it's like, I literally, I do that all the time. It's so annoying. The worst thing that I'll do is I'll go to search something on Twitter and then I'll just start scrolling the feed and I'll be like, oh shoot, I meant to look something up and I'll completely forget what I meant to look up. That's, I hate doing that. I do that all the time. Um, cardboard commission said Luca prism junk wax. So I believe you're trying to say that Luca is going to be is basically prism junk wax, and in a couple of years it won't be worth a lot because there's so many graded cards out there. I assume that's what you're trying to say. I think we're failing to recognize how many people. It's not just the U.S. anymore. It's like it's it's going to be Europe. It's going to be especially China. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Like that would be inter I'd be interested to see like I'd be interested to talk to someone from the '90s or '80s that was selling cards like because I don't know eBay wasn't eBay wasn't like invented until the mid '90s right like I don't know so I, I'm, I'm not sure but like but even yeah. still it's like how did people even like buy and sell cards back then like did they literally just have to go to shows and that was the only way they could buy and sell cards well, like there's a bunch more card shops there's like a card shop at like every corner almost right. And then, yeah, there's shows, like, literally every weekend. Yeah. But I would say even back then that – and, like, the shops. Now, I'm not going to – I have no idea, and this is just, a, uh, like, an insight that I think may not even be correct. But, like, I feel like shops almost – they controlled the market. So, like, they could have priced these cards. Like, if you – if there was in your town, if in your town there was, like, five shops and each of them said that the – and I'm going to use this example. If, if this was back then and it's a Luca card, each Luca card, if they were just like, this is what we're going to charge for this Luca card, like they could just say the card is worth $300 when it's actually worth 200 And like then if the person buys it for 300 So I, I'd be interested to see if something like that went on back then. Because like then, somebody... then, you bring, then you bring the card to another town and you're like, I bought this for 300 I want to sell it. They're like, that's worth 200 Like why would you buy it for 300 Like. I don't know if that went on, but it feels like that could have been something that happened. So somebody said Beckett. So yeah, there's Beckett price guide, which people would literally like study of yeah. the price of certain cards and stuff like that. But that's also interesting too, because Beckett was literally the one that controlled the market of cards. Exactly. exactly. Which is pretty interesting to say the least. Now it's, you know, market is the market because it's what people are willing to pay on eBay and places like that. Um, which I think is way than one place just saying how much a card is worth. Yeah. Do you follow, um, like, how much, so how much YouTube content do you consume? Um, like, a little bit, not a whole lot. There's a guy on there named uh, PSA Collector. Um, I don't know I, if you I, saw this, like, on your recommended or something, but, like, it came up, I think he just came out with a video the other day, and because he was talking about, like, comparing this era to, like, the Junk Wax era. Uh, yeah. and so he took, he took like the Luca, no, actually. So the one example that he did use was he, he used, um, 
He was the, the uh, Acuna, the Frank Thomas, and the Chipper Jones. And the Acuna actually has way more PSA and BS, BGS graded cards than the other two. And then I think he used Luke. I think he used – I know, I think he used Kobe, Luca, and LeBron. And Luca was, like, way higher than both of them, too, which yeah. I don't know, like – I don't well, I, I just, I'm not sure. Like, this is, that was something I was concerned about over the summer, but now that I've seen what's happened, it's not looking like it's really going to be – like, it could – I don't know. I'm not sure if it's going to be an issue or not. Like, I still – I don't think it will because considering what's happened, but, like, at the same time, like, who knows, you know? Yeah, so, so I think we have to look at about the – when those cards were coming out, like it was literally just the U.S. collecting. Yeah, I mean but that's what huge. we're seeing now is all these different countries are starting and have started to get into this. So I think we, with the PSA, you know, pop report should be higher because of this. Right. I mean, yes, eventually there is going to be, you know, like a slowdown. Yes, just like any market, just like the stock market, just like the housing market, it goes into yeah. into recessions and stuff like that. Right. Um, obvious, like it, cards aren't just going to keep on going and going and going up. I mean, realistically, that's just not possible, especially with you know the 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 history of Tops and Panini. They will overproduce cards. It's just going to happen. Um, right. They've done it. They've done it, and they're not going to stop. Like that's an understanding too. But that's. That is the understanding when getting into this. You know that yeah. that's what will happen. And I also think those overseas markets are going to – They, I almost think that they might be more willing to pay – maybe not pay more, but, like, it almost feels like – because, like, over there, they don't have, like, grading, really. Because if they want to get anything graded overseas, they have to send it to America, to PSA yeah. or BGS or SGC. So, like, they don't have a way to really – um, they, they just don't have a way to grade anything. So, like, they're like, cause, like what Tom was saying, like, if he wants a card from the United States, he has to. Oh, uh, Cardboard Commission said PSA is in Japan now. So, I mean, that's one way, but either way, like, if you're anywhere in Europe, you either have to send it to America or you have to send it to Japan. So, it's like, um, I mean, that's that's uh, obviously not ideal for collectors over there, but like, at that point, like, you, you would want to. That just buy graded cards, basically. Like you can't really get anything graded, essentially. Yeah, I think it'll be. I think it'll be interesting to see like where also grading companies go. Like, will PSA open more places, you know, in other countries? Yeah. Like that, that will probably be the trend, but it'll be interesting to see as well what happens with them. So I don't know. So I don't know if you follow. Um... So there's a podcast that I listen to that's a card podcast. It's uh, Let Me Get That Podograph. I don't know if you know them. I saw it on your story or something like one time, but I, I haven't yeah, listened yeah. to it. So last week, they came. Like, the guy came out with an episode. He was talking about uh, PSA and saying that, like, there was a report that came out that PSA is apparently uh, – they, they have a one million card backlog of, like, cards that need to get graded. And also he was saying that the, that same report was saying that the reason that people aren't getting their cards back in time is because the clock on the grading service days doesn't start until PSA opens the package. Yeah. Now, I don't know. I didn't – I should have looked into it a little bit more, but, like, that's kind of crazy. 
if that's true. Yeah. I think that is because well, like, cards. Yeah, yeah, I think that is true. Yeah, yeah, that's but, gnarly. A million cards. Yeah, well, because they also so, like, like uh, PSA is on the too. What? It's I said, it's probably hard to find like graders too. Like people who well, so that's because this was these were some of the points that he was making was like you can't just find a grader, um, like you can't just hire a new grader because like then that devalues the grading process in general. It's like you have to train the grader to. And if you, you to, probably, hard, it probably is expensive to onboard a trader, I would imagine, or a uh, grader, whatever. If you grade cards, you can you like you can't submit. Like, I don't, you know, I don't know, actually, because I feel like, I mean, you, you definitely, you could, but you definitely obviously can't grade them yourself. I feel, like, I feel like it would be shady, though, wouldn't, like, if you're, like, working at the place that grade, that you grade cards, and then you're also sending in your cards to the same place. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but, like, that's something that definitely could happen. Like, there was, I, I forget who, it might have been wax museum podcast or somebody like somebody that does like uh like research on like psa stuff he somebody did a somebody put together a thing that said like in during the summer there was like 10 black label uh black label mike trouts that all got graded like in a row like they're in like succession like apparently their like report numbers are all like right in a row like what now, so this was something that I saw on Twitter, and I should have saved the tweet, but I don't remember. But, like, they put together this whole thing, and it was, like, over the summer, like, ten of them got just, like, right in a row. And I was like, whoa, what the heck is going on here? Somebody That's why, said, like, black, black label is, like, dangerous. I don't, I don't know if I particularly like the black label. Somebody said uh, we should start a grading company. Who wants yeah, to start a yeah. new grading service? Yeah, we can. We, it could be uh, like, just like, rate, like yeah, we could just do yeah, H HFL. Yeah. The HFL grading company. Best in the game, dude. We would kill it on TikTok, bro. Yeah, yeah, right for real. Hilarious. <laughs> um, so I do remember now. I I wrote I in the, my little comment. I left a little comment for myself. I remember what the uh, the thing that I was that I remember that I forgot. So when the LeBron card sold last week. I was thinking, like, it, um, because I don't know if I've talked to you about this, but I've mentioned it in the past in passing with other stuff. But, like, so the Pokemon Go type moment for sports cards where, like, where it just – I think we actually may have talked about this last week now that I'm thinking about it. But regardless. So. But regardless. So where when is this moment going to happen? And I don't know if it's going – if I don't know if there's going to be a moment like that, but I feel like – a moment in time where like this LeBron card sold and it took over, it was on ESPN, TMZ was talking about it. I feel like we're going to have a bunch of moments like that, but I feel like, like you were saying where it's going to be cool to like own like a LeBron card or something like that. I think what, what could happen would be like a celebrity buys like a million dollar card as like a Pete and they put up like somewhere in their house. Like Dude, that's, I think something that's could happen where it's like, Somebody like somebody in ten years buys that LeBron card, the LeBron MJ card, and it's worth three million dollars, and they put it up at their house, and it's like I, that's I think that cool. like hip hop, like rappers, it's going to be intertwined because like shoes, like that's a thing, and then yeah, yeah, I'm literally in the works right now to like 
like with a with an artist like a rapper from like SoCal to like him cruise over and check out cards and shit and just chop it like that's, that's happening that's right now yeah like, i mean i think that's like like because i was saying like it would be it would have to be like an a-list celebrity you'd have to be like a jay-z or like a leonardo dicaprio or like somebody that's like so famous that there's no way yeah. they could just not there's no way that like every news outlet wouldn't pick it up or something like that like because like yeah. uh like jay-z talked about buying that basquiat painting for like 10 million dollars or something a couple years ago and like that went super viral but like i feel like it's gonna have to be something like that with a celebrity Dude, the first and, like, moment you see like you you'll see like literally jay-z like on an nba court with like a LeBron rookie in his hand and that picture Ooh, taken. My God, that's going to be ridiculous. You know what I mean? And it's only a matter of time that that happens. Yeah, I agree. Like, pe like mainstream people won't like get into this until they see like idols and people like that. Just yeah. like how it's like, oh, like I don't know, my favorite athlete is wearing those shoes. I need to go get it. You know? What yes, I mean? it's exactly going to be like that. Or it's going to be like. I mean, I also think that even though even though Gary Vee does love to say that he doesn't have any influence on the market, like, I feel like he does a little bit where, like, he is bringing more people in, which is great for us because we are content creators. So, like, that's just more people for us to create content for. But it's, but, like, it's going to have to be, like, a mainstream celebrity that, like, talks about it or, like, is, like, included in some sort of packs, like, uh... Cardboard Commission said, like, a Travis Scott auto in a Topps pack or something like that. It's going to have to be, like, somebody in the mainstream. Because, like, they have, like, the Allen and Ginter cards for Topps that are, like, they have celeb celebrities in that in those packs. But, like, I feel like it's always, like, C and D-list celebrities. and But, like, Travis Scott would obviously be – that would be crazy. Yeah. I, again, I think it's, it's going to be, like, I think the whole – Every, the cards intertwining with all that sort of stuff is going to be happening very soon. Like, it just, it's, like, right there. And it's only a matter of time where we see a picture, a video, or tops coming out with, like, again, Travis Scott, you know, whatever, one-of-ones, stuff I like mean, that. I mean, especially if, like, like, and I don't know if Gary Vee is working with tops still. Like, I know they've done stuff in the past. But, like, if Gary Vee is done doing any type of, like consulting with tops, like suggesting what they should do. I mean, that's gotta be something that he has said. Like they, he's, he's, they're saying he's got to have told them that they've got to find like some sort of way to get into the mainstream culture. Uh, like in that way, I guess. Would Honestly, be I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to be the card manufacturers. I think it's literally going to be, and I'm going to be dead ass. I think it's literally going to be people like with high end cards, like, that are in the game, like, getting the attention of other people. I don't yeah. necessarily think it has to be, the like, the people who are producing the cards. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be the people around that are making it cool. It's going to be like a, yeah, it's going to be like a celebrity buying, like, some sort of, some card or something. Or like, like, if I go right now and I sell, like, a, I don't know, like, my LeBron card, the Lil Yachty, bro. And I get a picture with me and Lil Yachty next to each other. How many people are going to be like, oh, shit. Like, Lil Yachty has that card. He's into sports cards. Wait, yeah, what? Yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Get I, into I, it. Right. I agree. That's, yeah, that's a good point. So, like, again, it's, it's, it's right there. Uh, 
the big thing this summer we saw with StockX adding trading cards to their marketplace, that's like literally huge. Yeah. And I know new col or old collectors and people in the hobby did not like that, but I think from a macro standpoint, it like to some point, who cares? Because I don't think they're understanding where right. the card market yeah. is really going. Right. Um, they're just trying to keep what they have like and try to hold it as long as possible. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, I think that'll, I mean, that happens. And I think we've talked about this, like when people, when, when people start making money off of, when people start making money and other people start losing money, that's when there starts to be a little bit of a rift, I think. And that's kind of what happened with the StockX stuff where like StockX started, they kind of came in like not out of nowhere. Cause like Josh Luber is a, is a, he's known to collect like he has like his desk at his work is like all those Ken Griffey cards. But like, I don't think people really realize that like they just thought StockX was just some random company trying to come in and like make stuff up basically. Well, that's what happens with like anything new. And you've right. talked about this before. People just try to hate the thing. I will say like, uh, I think somebody said like uh, mainstream people still don't understand cardboard. I understand your point. I really do. But at the same time, there's, like, older collectors, right? They are still making money off these cards. Yeah. Like, and for them to be like, yo, like, they should just come into the hobby because I'd, like, just for the money. But at the same time, it's like, yo, like, I know you're making, like, money off of these cards as well. So, like, there's a little bit of a give and take there. Yeah, um, definitely. I understand the point of, like, yo, like, they're trying to observe, like, observe what they have but again like the way the market is gone like it's not staying to where it was five years it's, ago. it's, it's different and i think yeah and I, so i agree with that and i think it's just different because like the the way that like the maybe the way that the collector grew up and collected cards and sold cards is just it's not the same it's not the same so it's like the, when a new kind of thing comes in and makes it, I would almost say StockX makes things easier to for people to understand because it's like they only have graded cards. So I think that's one thing to look at. You say, well, they only have PSA 10s, which actually I think they might have PSA 9s now too. But still, it's like I no, feel they, like that's, they have that's like every like grade almost. Like if if somebody's willing to sell it. But I think also what they did that I think is smart that now I, I haven't looked into this recently, but like they used to only have like the prism cards or like the top yeah. card. And I don't know if they changed that or if they brought more products in, but like, I think that almost makes it like if I could, it almost makes it sort of like a resource where you, someone coming in, you say, well, which card should I buy? It's like, well, just go to stock X and search that player. And that's going to be the card that you should buy. Yeah. Somebody said the market doesn't move fast enough on StockX. I mean, it's just the more and more people who start using it, it will happen. Like, I'm yeah. using StockX. On, I like using StockX on my more higher-end cards because I don't have to worry on eBay about, like, them saying they never got the card. And right. then, like, there's a whole thing. StockX is super clean. Um, so I really, really like that. And I think for new collectors, them going in and knowing that they're going to be getting a PSA 10 of this card and not having to have the confusion of eBay because eBay does get confusing for new yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I think that's where StockX is going to kill. Yeah. And as a as a seller, I've talked about this before. You you will get more premium prices on StockX. You will have to pay a little bit more of the fee, 
but you can get your money straight to your bank account. You don't have to go through PayPal, then your bank account. Like right. it, there's a lot of good things on StockX, guys. Yeah. Um, uh, said, did you see my comment? Um, cards inflate in price so much faster now. It, that's what old collectors hate because they don't have time to buy. I think, yeah, and I think that sort of goes along with what you said last week where you said, like, you would go – you can go to card shops and, like, buy cards that are underpriced because, like, the the owner of the card shop isn't repricing their cards every single day. So, like, if, if uh, hypothetically, like – and on the and I wouldn't say on Luca, like, they probably are paying attention to that, but, like, yeah. you could probably go and buy, like, a random anybody – like anybody other that that isn't hot that like maybe went up twenty bucks and you can buy it at a, buy it there and then sell yeah. it just because yeah. like they're not repricing their cards every single day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's deals everywhere. It just it is what it is. Like when I'm going into the card show this weekend, like there's a couple variations of like mindsets I'm coming in. But like if all fails, I can go find somebody who's you know selling bulks of Lucas. And I can be like, yo, can I buy 10 at 190 a piece when I know they're going for 220? He'll sell it to me because he can get all 10 out of the way and he gets 190 cash. Doesn't have to go through any shipping or anything yeah, like that. Right. That's, I mean, that's a, like, that's a great. I know I can at least get 220 for it and I can sell it, you know, through Instagram, you know, PayPal friends and family, get it done and it's super liquid. So there's always deals to me be, be made. Yeah. What? So, and. Now I'm just thinking. So someone had a question. Said, uh, "What if the top 25 NBA players get their sports cards and start posting them on social media?" Um, I think that's that's also another interesting avenue. I think honestly, I think all the stuff is going to happen. So like, I don't even think it's going to be either or. I think all the stuff that we think could happen will eventually happen. The same way that like Facts. the same way that like sneakers did what they did, like where people posted on social media and like NBA players and everybody. So like. I don't think it's unrealistic to say that like all of this stuff could happen um, because they also yeah. do like the uh, now it's not the same thing, but they Panini does the like rookie premiere where they have all the rookies come and they take pictures with the cards. And I mean, that's not the same thing, but I think that's still kind of a cool concept that Panini does that they've done recently over the past few years. But I mean, I would say, yeah, that's kind of all stuff that could happen. Yeah. hundred percent agree. I mean, like, again, like, if we went into like a huge war tomorrow, yeah, yes, things will change. Yeah, I mean but that like, goes without, that what, goes without saying. From what we're seeing, like right now, like this is the direction of the card market. Yeah, I mean it's all, it's almost all of it's going up. I mean we'll see with baseball what's happening. Like if they, yeah, like, yeah. I mean I don't, I don't know. We what, talked I don't about know baseball last time. Like that, that shit just pisses me off of like what they're doing. And with the whole Astros thing and all that, like it's just... absolutely, it's just it's just a shit show now. It's just like absolutely like it couldn't it couldn't every single day it gets worse. Like yeah, because anytime someone makes a comment about it, it's like it goes viral, and then like the, the and then the Astro players respond to what the person said, and then that goes viral, and then the other person it's hilarious because like with Cody Bellinger, he he said like he said something, and then. Uh, Carlos Correa was like, you need to get your facts. And then, like, Cody Bellinger then responded to that. That's just hilarious. It's so funny. It's honestly, I think it's good for the game because it's like, it's, it, there's a team to hate again. Like, there hasn't really been a team like that since A-Rod was on the Yankees. Like, 
now there's a team that people can hate. And I think that's honestly great for the sport. I also, I, have, I, a, yeah. I, I also have a conspiracy theory that this was all an inside job just to do that because baseball realized that they need something like that. Because like, how did, how did the, the reporting came out and said that the players were like the main people that were in charge of all this stuff, but then the players didn't get punished at all. Like that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, I don't like, know, but it's kind of, it's a crazy conspiracy, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I just want to go to an Astros game to see, like, literally, like, them getting in brawls. Like, oh, my God. It's going to be so funny. Be coming at them so hard. It's going to be so funny. It'll be, like, every single team, so the commissioner won't be able to, like, throw out, like, every single player. <laughs> every team. I know. I think the over, the over under on, like, um, the over under on total hit, hit by pitches this year is, like, 85 or something which means that like one player is getting hit every other game or something which i don't know i don't i'm not sure if that's higher or lower than usual but like that seems pretty high yeah yeah hilarious uh, cardboard said sneakers are cool hype thing cards will become the cool hype yeah yeah i i mean i think def i think i don't know i mean i i, th I feel like I've always kind of thought that like where like it's confusing a little bit, but then once you get into it, like I've talked to a bunch of people like who like DM me about like beginner questions. And then like the next week they're like, I'm like addicted to learning about this stuff. And it's like, I feel like that's also, there's also, a, because it's the same as like playing fantasy football. It's like people become addicted to playing fantasy football. Like I think those same people could be addicted to sports cards because it's almost. The oh same yeah, one hundred percent. It's similar. It's super similar. Yeah, you can yeah. bet on what player is going to be good. Like, it's basically fantasy. Yeah, and I mean, it's honestly like I used to play fantasy where I didn't. I would like want to find the undervalued like players, like, and that's how I played fantasy. So like that makes sense that that's why I like buying random cards sometimes. Yeah. Donald said he pulled a pink pulsar and now can't stop. I mean, yeah, that'll happen too. Like, and it's like, a PSA ten. And it was what? It's a PSA ten. Oh my it's, god! I remember. Did you sell it yet, Don? Um. Uh, George also asked us if we had talked about the soccer market. So on the at the very beginning of the last part of the live we did. Um, so like, uh, like I said, we're doing, we ended up having to cut off the first one. So like the, at the end of the beginning of the first, the first one we did. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody asked, what's the, what's one thing the NHL needs to do to grow its fan base, grow, go Bruins. Go Honestly, Bruins. I'm not a big hockey guy. Um, uh, I think you were saying that they also like control their content. Yeah, they, they sign with the same media group that the MLB signed with to, uh, like, control basically all of their content has to come through some of their channels, and they have to approve where the content's coming from. I don't know. The NHL, I think – I think – I don't, I don't want to say that there will always be, like, a niche market, but, like, it just feels like it's going to be almost impossible for them to grow because it almost – it feels like they're going to always be competing with basketball because of their season, like – the only way that they're going to be able to grow is if they figure out a way to make the playoffs more exciting because like regular season hockey, like, so you said you're not much of a, we don't follow that much hockey. Like I loosely follow it. And like play, the difference between the regular season and the playoffs 
is like so wildly different that like they need to figure out a way to expand the fanship in the playoffs basically like that's real that's the only way i could see them um like growing realistically yeah i think the i mean the key thing is the content they shouldn't be like trying to slow down their content no definitely not and especially in the world we live in today content is king like you could put you could post so much like shit like that's what they should they should be posting like on their nhl nhl instagram their tiktok like everything like snapchat like 40 times a day on each one like if they really yeah. wanted to go hard like definitely that's yeah. what they should be focusing on like getting interviews with as many players as possible like that sort of stuff like it's i don't know like i'm not like a media person for the for them but like that's what i would do like i don't know yeah i agree with that i mean it's got to they got to they got to get fans to care more and like yeah. the way the way you can get fans to care more is to expose the players to more like i don't i don't think it's fan interaction either because like fan interaction like i feel like that's pretty common like the Bruins at least have four or five events every year. And, you know, honestly, the Bruins – the Bruins – the Boston might be the one of the – it probably is, like, the top – it's in the top five market for hockey for sure. But, like, this Bruins team that they've had specifically has been around for, like, ten years. Like, they, the core guys have been on the team for, like, ten years. So, like – but also they haven't won any Stanley Cups. So, like, that's obviously an issue. But, I mean, I don't know. It's just – I'm not sure. I, I don't know. One one thing I wanted to actually mention was I think that the one thing that baseball, which is kind of shifting topics back, but I wanted to point out, baseball has over like the like football and the NHL, like I don't think people, like parents are gonna put their kids in football or sports like that. I think they're gonna be putting them into baseball and yeah, basketball. Yeah. So that's the one thing that baseball really does have over other sports is they're going to have a lot of players in youth ball. Yeah, definitely. The question will be at the MLB level, can they change up what they're doing now and make make it, you know, more, I don't know, like more, like not as old as it feels. Yeah, that's, I mean, I agree. I feel, I don't know. I think they just have to like change the rules somehow. Like I feel like one thing that they do is like, they, they just never change the rules. Like, and it's like every other sport has wildly changed the rules. I think like, if, they, if they, they could, I don't think they need to have like a big change in the rules. I do think, yes, they need to like change a couple things. I think what they really need to focus on again with the content production is getting people to understand the game more. Yeah, because I think once you understand it, with baseball, which isn't, which there is some stuff with other sports, but baseball, like at a high percentage rate, it's like a game within a game within a game. Like it's so many of those like little things. Yeah, that if you understand it, like it's fun for you, it's intriguing. But exactly. from like somebody from an outsider's perspective, they're not going to get like what's going on. They're just going to think it's boring and it's slow. Yeah, it feels like it's a lot of like. Um like numbers and like very analytical compared to other sports. Yeah. And like some people just don't 
they, they want to watch someone get tackled on every play. Like that's just, yeah. and there's nothing you can really change about that person's mindset. So they have to figure out a way to, I don't know. Yeah, I guess that's kind of. Like if I go to a game, like I have fun because like I understand it. Like I know like, oh, look, the pitcher's like moving his glove a little bit more. Oh, it's going to be off speed. Oh, the hitter caught onto that. That's why like he pulled it. Like stuff like that, people can catch on. Right. But like, if you don't know, you're just like, what is going on? This is boring. So I think, getting people to understand, like, the MLB putting out content to help people understand the game mm. and just putting out more content in general because that's just going to help with people, like, watching more and doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. I think cards also could help, too. Like, Definitely. if baseball cards become cool, that will then bring people into the – that will bring a different demographic of people into the sport, maybe, that yeah. – weren't interested in it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I think right now it's just going to be it's going to be basketball and soccer is going to get like really big. Yeah, but I hope, man. Yeah. Somebody um, said, "Oh, you, Jorge said you guys mentioned earlier that a correction slash recession could happen, and sports cards will be the first to go. Do you think vintage graded cards will be affected too? Is MJ Flair?" i.e. MJ Fleer rookie cards. So the great thing about vintage, it, it, you can go through recessions and the vintage will still hold value. That's the great thing about vintage. Yeah. MJ and, and buying legend rookie cards. It's going to be more of the cards of like up-and-coming guys, players like that. Like, um, Bo it, like Bowman cards probably. Yeah. yeah so, definitely. But if you're like into vintage, I mean, they will take a dip. But they will go back up again eventually. Yeah, and, yeah. I just think. I mean, if we go through some sort of recession and people are still buying sports cards, they're not going to be buying three hundred dollar first Bowman autos of Joe Schmo playing for the Twins. Like they're going to yeah. be, they're going to be wanting to buy like a Mike Trout or like a LeBron or like one of those players. And that's if they even are still buying. Like you just never know. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. I mean, like, it's the name of the game, man. There's going to be a recession. You just got to figure out what you want to buy. And how are you going to go about it and have a game plan? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I think, I think, I don't know how long we've been on this live, but I think I'm going to end it now just so that way we can save this one. Uh, I'm just going to combine both episodes or both of the clips into one episode when I upload it. Um, but, yeah, so that's uh, – that's gonna. I guess that'll be it for everybody. Yeah. yeah. So everybody, thank you for coming in and joining. Uh, I mean, I will probably do this next week. See, episode two. That's a wrap, everybody. Thanks. Yeah. See you guys. See ya.